Hi there, my name is Aziz, and you're listening to the first episode of Maximus Access. In this podcast, I will be focusing on the world of accessibility for people with disabilities and also for people without disabilities. Accessibility isn't a thing you do for people with disabilities only. There's sometimes situational events where things need to be accessible. We always talk about accessibility in the context of persons with disabilities, but you'll also see the word accessible in the context of many other things. Just, is this thing accessible to the public? Is this type of activity accessible for these types of individuals? Or, again, thinking of the situational side of things, let's say you have one hand occupied, you're carrying a child, uh, you have a bag of groceries, and you need to do another thing that requires two hands. Well, you're unable to do that because at that time, at that moment, you are situationally inhibited from doing that thing. So it is not accessible to you. So why care about accessibility? Let's kind of think about that in the uh, persons with disabilities uh, mindset first. Uh, The reason we should care is because it's the law. To be accessible is the law for certain uh, entities and, and organizations and facilities, right? So, if we're not interested in obeying the law, well, that's quite all right. Yeah, that's you know that's between you, the lawyer, and the lawsuit that you'll be facing. If not, you know, probably criminal. That's that's one thing that I haven't even uh, gotten into is uh, reading through the laws, the ADA and um, Section Five Hundred Eight, and all these different uh, laws and standards and guidelines, which is the purpose of this podcast. It is you coming along this journey uh, where I am acquiring new knowledge about accessibility, becoming more proficient, and this is my opportunity to teach you about accessibility as I learn. Uh, And to kind of speak of the name, Maximus Access, right? Maximus is my dog's name, who you will hear snoring in the background uh, throughout these episodes because I am apparently not that entertaining. Um, so Maximus is my dog's name. Now, what's another thing that we think of when we think of Maximus? Well, the greatest, the best, the uh, of the highest quality. Uh, I had someone tell me that Maximus sounds like maximum, which is what we strive for. Uh, And the second half of that equation is access, which is short for accessibility. We want Maximus accessibility or maximum accessibility. We want the best accessibility we can strive for uh, because you don't want to strive for uh, halfway and then just stop. You want to strive for the best. Now, you may not be able to accomplish the best, the maximum or the maximus of accessibility, but at least striving towards it will put you in a better place uh, where you would have set your standards a lot less, right? So why else should we care? Well, it's the economy. 
care about we care about the economy we care about helping our economy and if we make things accessible especially let's say the workplace uh, the schools then we are allowing for members who may have been uh, left out in the past are now able to participate because it is accessible to them. They are able to participate. So we have the legal characteristics to consider, and we have the economics. We also have society. If we make the world around us accessible, we allow for these members of society to join us, to interact. We have a more, it's more of a community. We're improving our community. We're improving society by ensuring that every member of this society feels that they are a part of it and that they are able to contribute like everyone else. So, it's important here that I break down the word accessible for us, right? Accessible is actually two words. It's access, to access, to gain uh, access to something. You're able to physically interact with it or are able to operate it or perceive it or uh, access it. Able, the ability. It is the ability to do something in this in this context it's the ability to access this door is accessible meaning that this door can be accessed by individuals it doesn't have to mean accessible by people of a certain disability or accessible to a certain subset of individuals in society let's just say accessible which is Is this accessible? This drawer is accessible to any individual, which means if you walk up to this drawer and try to open it, it is accessible to you. It is not locked with a key. There isn't anything obstructing your path to the drawer. It is accessible. Or uh, let's say a... A, a room accessible from outside. You can access that room from outside of your house. So think of like a um, a doorway into a room. Usually, rooms aren't. Usually, rooms don't have doorways into them from the outside world. You have to go in through the front entrance and then walk throughout the house to the room. Let's say that we have this hypothetical house that has a doorway right in it. It's your bedroom. There's a doorway in your bedroom leading to the outside. Your bedroom is accessible from, let's say, the backyard, which means you can access your bedroom from the backyard. Now, we see many iterations of this able uh, suffix, if you will, uh, in words like visible, something that we can see, vision, visible, is it something that we can actually see? Now, visibility, we think about visibility, and, and and when you look at 
the weather, there's usually a indication for visibility. How visible uh, is the world around us? Visibility can be measured in miles, for example. If it's foggy, well, the visibility is low. So our ab- our ability, my bad, our ability to see is uh, impacted by this fog, for example. Audible. Now, my voice is audible to you. It is something that you can hear. Audio or audio and then a bull. So the ability to hear auditory uh, aspects in our world. Now, this is something that we will discuss because for some individuals with disabilities, the... uh, Uh, persons with deaf or uh, people who are hard of hearing, uh, they are ones who may not be able to perceive sound uh, depending on where they fall on the spectrum of uh, hearing loss. And we have many uh, words like this that have the suffix able, which is the ability to. So, one of my favorite has to be portable, right? Uh, port is Latin for carry, and able is the ability. So the ability to carry something, right? The ability to uh, carry your battery bank. They call them portable battery banks or a portable speaker. It is a device or thing that you can carry, we wouldn't call a TV portable uh, in general, right? There's You can probably open up a separate tab right now and, and look for a portable TV, but we don't have something called a portable 70-inch TV. You're not going to pick up a 70-inch TV and go with it somewhere else. Uh, that TV is not portable. It is there to stay. Um, it can be accessible or it can be non-accessible it can be audible it we, we're kind of going on a tangent here but portable is one of my favorite um from the tech side of things and i will be talking a lot about technology here in this podcast in the context of uh accessibility but there's one thing i wanted to distinguish here before i go into what i will be talking about in this podcast Uh, series, if you will. And that is distinguishing the difference between uh, disabled and disability. So we have accessibility, uh, and that's the ability to access something. Um, We have ability as part of that, which is the ability, your ability to do something then we have disability the inability to do something or the inability period now disabled is kind of uh, in my own opinion not my preferred way of describing myself i am not disabled what do we think of when we think of disabled a vehicle on the highway that is not moving. 
it is a disabled vehicle. Even then, it is not disabled. Disabled, when I think of disabled, I think of deceased. I think of uh, someone who has passed on. May they rest in peace. Someone or something that is disabled is inactive completely. Is something we cannot interact with at all because it is disabled. The opposite, of course, is being enabled. So, is someone who is disabled not enabled? What makes someone disabled and what makes them enabled? When I think of disabled and enabled, I think about it in the IT realm of an an option, a true-false. It is either enabled or disabled. Dark mode is enabled or disabled. Wi-Fi is enabled or disabled. Now, an individual who cannot see does not make that person disabled, as in they are no longer able to do anything. They are still there. They have, in, and this is where I come in with my own thoughts on this. Again, everyone, you know, you have people with, uh, with PhDs who are probably going to be arguing uh, their different sides of the equation. But uh, from most people, you're a person with a disability. There is one ability or maybe multiple disabilities, yes, um, that you are unable to do. So I am a person with a disability. My disability is a low vision. So I have less visual acuity than other individuals. So some people will have multiple disabilities, a person with multiple disabilities. But I don't think that we should ever refer to someone as disabled. I'll never forget this. I was in a uh, a cab. And when I went to school, uh, I went to a school that was about an hour away. And as being someone with a disability, uh, my district paid for me to go to this school that was an hour away because it was um, one that was equipped with a resource department. So I it kind of think about this like uh, the disability center in a college. This high school had one of these. So I still would attend classes with the general population, we refer to it, or mainstream. <laughs> There's a lot of... Um, a lot of... Uh, uh, burning in my soul when I think about these terminology, but we'll just refer to it as that for now. But uh, this taxi driver, he uh, said one thing that at the time was insanely insulting when I thought of it, but now it's like, okay. And what did he say? He said, you're disabled of the eyes. And, And to me, that was just outrageously insulting. Uh, I didn't say anything. I just laughed. Um, I was never the type and never will be the type who's just immediately 
uh, outraged and insulted, but it, it just kind of slapped me upside the face. I was like, you are disabled of the eyes. I was just, that's a funny way of saying that. But now that I think about it, think about it, I am, I'm not disabled of the eyes. Um, let's say I was totally blind. Then I would say, yes, I am disabled of the eyes. Um, in that my eyes are disabled. They are not functioning. Um, which is kind of the medical, um, way of thinking about disability uh, we have all these different other ways of thinking about disability like the social and the economic and the biopsychosocial but in the medical uh, model well my eyes are disabled for lack of a better uh, medical term in that cab ride you know he 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 just wanted to get the message across that uh well, not the message, but the it was a question. And his question was, are you disabled of the eyes? And my answer was yes. That's essentially what it is. So that's kind of the one exception I think of when I think about am I disabled or am I a person with a disability? Um, I, I, I really try to avoid the use of the word disabled. I am disabled. I... He is disabled. She is disabled. For me, it's I am a person with a disability. She is a person with a disability. Um, I'm not really going to be saying they're disabled uh, anytime soon. Uh, So we've gotten that out of the way. It's very important that we establish that as a ground rule because... Language matters, and not not to be politically correct, uh, because we we're probably doing way too much of that. We just want to be correct. It doesn't have to be politically correct. We just want to be correct, accurate. Common sense is what we follow, and. I might say things here that are not politically correct, but I strive to say things that are correct in the sense of uh, what we know scientifically. Uh, But sometimes things like disabled or a person with a disability, these may be interchangeable in the medical realm. Who knows? I have not yet gotten into all that myself, but... I know that when I am speaking English, proper English, a person with a disability is someone who has one feature, and we say a disability, that's singular, a feature that is not uh, fully active, if you will, uh, or is not up to par to what we define as a biological society. Now, this can get very murky, uh, depending on how you look at it. And that is something where I would love the opportunity to speak with many individuals spanning many different backgrounds and walks of life to understand the the ideologies behind disability and how they perceive 
their disability or disability among uh, people in society because it everyone has an opinion. And I, I like to hear everyone else's opinion um, before I dedicate myself to a train of thought because I don't live in a vacuum and neither do you. So it's very important to to gauge that insight and background, and and that's kind of why this podcast exists. It's my um, excuse for going out there and getting answers and and researching this and understanding it better for myself personally, and also for my career ahead. and And that kind of goes into um, what is a disability. A disability isn't just what we know to be a disability in common society. Uh, we have our visible and our invisible disabilities, of course. Um, disabilities like the inability to see or the inability to perceive visual uh, things in our world like others uh, when considering corrective uh, tools like glasses or contact lenses. We have the disability uh, in the realm of people who cannot perceive sound. Uh, these are people who are deaf or people who are hard of hearing. And we have people with invisible disabilities. And these are individuals who have disabilities that we cannot see or perceive, or observe just by speaking, or looking at, or listening to the individual. <clears throat> These are invisible. But then I'd like to argue that we also have more disabilities. A disability is simply an inability to do something at that point in time. Situational disabilities, which is what I mentioned initially in the beginning of this episode, are disabilities that are situational to what you're doing at that time. Let's say you're walking and you have groceries in both hands and you're confronted with a door. Well, your ability to open that door is not available to you because both of your hands are full so if it is a knob and you have groceries in both hands you have been faced with a situation you are unable your ability to open that door is not present you have a disability to open that door now let's say that door is a push door where you can just push it with your body. Or let's say there is a sensor that initiates when, or sorry, that initiates, that activates the door or opens the door when it senses someone is nearby. Now, your disability, your inability to open the door is no longer there you are able to go through the doorway without having to set aside uh, or set down your groceries, 
or shift them to another hand or try to do some kind of weird body motion. Um, so this is universal access. This is universal design where we are designing things in our world technologically in the built environment to accommodate for everyone for as many situations as we can consider and that sounds absolutely crazy we cannot accommodate for everyone in every possible situation that can possibly occur but we can try and one thing i'm going to keep note of is having water nearby for these podcasts um Hopefully I'll have people in an interview because I don't want to talk for 50 minutes because uh, I'm sure no one wants to listen to that. Um, but the idea of designing for the universal mass of people is a good approach to not only be accessible to people with disabilities, but to all. You can use accessibility features in devices and in uh, built environments for your own needs. A wheelchair ramp is for people who use a wheelchair. And what happens when someone with a wheelchair isn't around? Can anyone else use it? Well, of course. A mother with a stroller can use it. You can use these accessibility designs in our built environments and technological world to better your experience. So, a lot of things that we will go over in episodes throughout this podcast. So, keep your mind open to the realm of accessibility and design, both for people with disabilities and for people without. Universal design isn't just designing for making it possible to do something that would have otherwise been impossible or difficult. We're designing to make things better, easier, more seamless. You know, dark mode is, in my opinion, one of the best accessibility slash universal implementations in modern day software dark mode at night for people with no visual impairments is probably one of the best ideas at night you're trying to look at this screen that is just blasting white light at you and there are no other lights around you want to make your experience with your computer screen much better by enabling dark mode. Maybe you're sensitive to bright lights and colors, even in the daytime. 
I use dark mode all the time, 24-7. So for me, dark mode is an accessibility slash uh, quality of life feature. I have apps on my phone that have been specifically vetted. I only chose those apps because they have dark mode. Now, they also include the features that I need, but let's say we have two apps that have the exact same features or one is better than the other by just a little bit. Which one do I go with? I go with the one that has dark mode. Or I go with the one that is native or that is more accessible with my screen reader. So, universal design, which is kind of the parent of, um, well, actually, I might have this wrong, but uh, we also have inclusive design, right? This is designing with inclusivity in mind. We want to be inclusive to all members of society, regardless of their disability or abilities. So, I do not have any water nearby, but that's unfortunate. Anyway, there's really a few terms that I wanted to define here before I get you ready for the Maximus Axis adventure here. The first being ICTs, Information Communication Technologies. Just think of this as technology. Any technology that we use, computers, phones, TVs, printers, whatever, ICTs are the technologies we use on a day-to-day. And accessibility will be considered in a lot of these in the coming episodes. Assistive technology, or AT, This is technology that is used by persons with disabilities to get around what it was that was preventing them from doing the thing. That's a terrible definition, but all right. Um, An example of an assistive technology would be a cane or uh, a screen reader. Now, these are, in the real world, or the built world, in the built environment around us, so that's the cane, and then we have a screen reader, which is in the digital world. A cane allows us to find and go around obstacles. It even helps us identify them, depending on what it is. A screen reader makes it possible to interact with a phone or computer, even if you have little to no vision. Without a cane, a blind person would walk down the sidewalk and 
crash into light poles, garbage cans. They would fall off the curb or they would perhaps walk off the sidewalk without knowing it into oncoming traffic. When you're walking down the sidewalk, keep an eye out. On those corners, you'll feel these little bumps. Uh, It's like a little rectangle at each street corner. um, And they're like orangish in color or red. I'm not sure. Don't ask the blind guy what color things are. But um, And they're tactile. There's bumps. Those are called truncated domes. And while you're walking down the sidewalk with your cane and your cane comes across one of those, you will feel this tactily and you'll understand, Oh, I need to slow down. There is a intersection right here. So without that, you could perhaps walk over it. I mean, you could still feel it with your feet, you know, even while wearing shoes, if you're dragging your feet, but with a cane, you're able to walk down the sidewalk confidently Find the light poles, find the trash can and avoid it, and map out those obstacles that are in your way to get around them. Now, I think of a dog as a way to avoid obstacles. You don't even know that obstacle exists because your dog just steers you away from it. With a cane, you have to find it and then steer yourself away from it. Um, With a screen reader... It is possible to turn on your computer and start pressing buttons and maybe do the thing that you need to do, but you can accidentally send emails, make purchases. If you cannot perceive what is going on on the screen. So with the screen reader, it makes it possible to interact with the screen with the um, apologies. It makes it possible to interact with the computer in a non visual way you're still going to use your keyboard and you can still use your mouse even with a screen reader. I use my mouse all the time with my screen reader. Primarily, uh, the majority of folks who use a screen reader will use a keyboard, uh, but there is still a decent amount of folks out there like myself who do use a mouse with their screen reader. Uh, Mouse, keyboard... And they look at their screen. Uh, Those are the individuals with um, low vision, which I have low vision. Now, you can still use your trackpad, for example. There's a mode called Trackpad Commander, and it kind of turns it into like a gesture pad for uh, for your screen reader. And that's available on Mac OS and uh, I believe iPad OS. I don't use iPads, so I'm not too familiar. Um... But there's a lot to be discussed here. And and here's here's kind of a a preface. I'm not here to uh, display or to lay out or outline all the available assistive technologies and how to use them. And this isn't a tutorial podcast or an informative podcast to show you all the different assistive technologies and how to use them. It's more of an investigation slash research of the field of accessibility. 
the world of universal access, universal design, how do we identify people with disabilities? What are our ideologies? What are the laws? What are the economics? What are the social aspects and characteristics and the different models of disability? How do we design for accessibility? How do we design for people in mind? All people. People with disabilities. People who have or may encounter situational disabilities. Temporary disabilities also. This is going to be a fun journey. Because this is in parallel with my pursuit of a PhD. I'm currently awaiting for applications from schools around the nation to pursue a PhD, to continue my research in accessibility and usability by people who are low vision and blind. But this podcast is my escape to explore all facets that I can and want to so that I may better myself. And not only that, but educate you. And I look forward to what I will be learning over the span of this podcast. And I hope that you look forward to what you'll be learning as well. Stay tuned and talk to you soon.